Go, go, Joe. Go, go, Joe. Go, go, Joe. Hello, and welcome back to the Go, 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 Joe podcast. I am one of your hosts, Abitel. I'm Abigail. Uh, the other one? Yes, indeed, the other one. And we are here today uh, doing a bit of a double feature, I guess. <laughs> We're uh, connecting two tracks together, Poor, Poor Pharaoh and The Song of the King. I mean, it's kind of difficult to break up a lot of the next part. Yeah. Because it's kind of all the same. Yeah. The second act is uh, is a bit of a mush. Uh, except for when you have, like, the two genre pieces, the three genre pieces in the middle. To break it up. To yeah. break it up, including this one. So to start us off, we just finished with A Pharaoh Story. Uh, Maria Freeman walks off the stage and the curtains open. And the set here... Oh, I... the kids cheer again. Oh, yeah, the kids are cheering after a Pharaoh story. They're like, whoa! But we don't have that much time, because the curtain's open, the music starts, and we have the ba 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 And I the like... royal music. I love this set. I really like it. I like the big sphinx. Yeah. I like the stairs. Like, it's... Very clearly a stage set and not like a film set, and I like that about it. That it's, rather than existing in the void, as a lot of the other places have, this is just taken exactly from the stage. Yeah, you know it's gotta be the 1990s version, just straight up. And it's, and it's great, you don't need to change it, it works really well. It's really eye-catching. Yeah, um, do you know the name of the god with the cow for a head? Now, <laughs> and I, I felt like there should have been more animal heads. Yeah, like I think I want to make sure that it isn't a god because it might just be for the story. Yeah, let's see. So yeah, uh, she is Hathor, often depicted as a cow or as a woman with the head of a cow, and she is Ra's uh, feminine counterpart. Um, her beneficent side represented music, dance, joy, love, sexuality, and maternal care. Well, the music bit's good, because this is a musical. Yeah, I do think, however, that they just had them in cowheads because of the seven cows. Right. <laughs> the yeah. 14 cows. I mean, they, they, everyone's got cowheads. There's men with cowheads, there's women with cowheads, so yeah. Exactly. Very possible. Uh, I just <laughs> wanted to make sure we weren't being, like, sacrilegious or anything. To the ancient Egyptians. Yeah, you know, you never know. <laughs> So then uh, Marie Friedman leads all the children up the stairs. And here's question number one for the scene. Why? Why are the kids here? Yeah, she wants to, to continue narrating to them. So but, they need to be there. But they're in the audience. She can narrate to them from the stage into the audience. I mean, sure, she could. But there's there's literally no reason for them to be there because... because they leave straight away. Yeah, literally <laughs> like a few bars of music later they are gone they're just there to worship <laughs> oh she wanted to get them to to bow down she's like she sang to them, she about, sang to this. them about it she has to follow up on it uh don't get down on your knees <laughs> so they get onto the stairs and then they have to part in two to allow the the women yeah. to walk up the stairs and the guards to walk up so you've and... got all these people with cow heads we have all these people with cow heads we have two lines of people with cow heads on either side of the stage one line of men one line of women the men are wearing their loincloth things. Yes, and the women are fully naked. The women are wearing... Nets. Nets. Golden nets. And underneath it, they are wearing like a skin suit. Because yeah. you see the arm, like, yeah, holes. Yeah. <laughs> but they have nipples and butt cracks. Like, these women are naked. And, they, and what I found interesting is that the women have the cow head on top of their head... Whereas the men just have the cow heads as their heads. They also have tails. They do. <laughs> it's upsetting. <laughs> um, and so, like everyone's been kink shamed. Yeah, this is this. There's a whole. <laughs> it's it's a lot. Uh, so then um, the other people walk up the stairs, and Maria Friedman's in the middle with like a girl and a boy on either side, and there's a boy in red, and he as the two women in like the big long golden dresses walk by, he just goes like. Whoa, and like, <laughs> looks from one to the other clearly just at their breasts. <laughs> also, like, the girl has a fun hat with a sunflower on. Yeah, straw hat, like we had in the 90s. This this kid is having the best day of his life. <laughs> like, honestly, he's just having a good time. 
also have the blue cheerleaders. Like classic, your vision of 1950s America cheerleaders with the ponytails and, and the pom-poms. And they're also naked. And they're naked and fully blue, like Mystique. And they have, like, stars all over Strategically them. Strategically placed stars. Strategically placed stars and, like... Glitter. Glitter and moons. And what's... This is the Egyptian goddess Newt. Of course. And I knew this as a child. <laughs> I found this out a little bit later when I read this book about Egyptian mythology. Uh, the goddess of the sky. And the sky is her body. So she is big and blue with stars all over her. I'm not a cheerleader. No, these women made me very sexually confused. Because <laughs> they're... <laughs> they're also in these, like, unitards, essentially. Just skin, just skin tight. Like, like, like they're in cats. And they also... Everyone has on blue suede shoes. <laughs> so I think that's the most confusing thing. Because they're, based, they're naked, but they have they're shoes, shoes on. on. They all have shoes. I love blue suede shoes. Yeah. Uh, and then the head of the sphinx, the face of the sphinx, rises up, and we reveal our pharaoh. And he's in your classic pharaoh positioning, with his arms crossed over his chest, with his stick and his, and his crook in his hand, and he's got his big headpiece on, like Tutankhamun. But instead of a stick, it's a microphone. That is true. And he's standing there, and he's also wearing blue suede shoes. And he has great makeup on. Oh, I hate the makeup. It's so funny. I hate He's it. He's got, like, silver lips. It's, he has silver lips, like, squared off eyeliner that has a line of black and then a line of white. And then to his eyebrows are also a squared off block of black with another white on it. I'm sure from the stage it looks great, but for the film it looks terrible. I'm a makeup artist, okay? This is awful. It looks so bad. They could have done it. So many other ways, and it would have looked Egyptian and not as silly. It's really the white that gets it for me. If they would have just been just black eyeliner, it would have been fine. Um, and he's standing there, and then all the kids bow down. <laughs> and me being me, and a, a kid who likes to insert herself into everything she watches, I was watching this, and I'm like, oh, I wouldn't be able to be in this movie, because I have to bow to somebody, and we're not allowed to bow to people. We're not allowed to bow. <laughs> Because Jews don't get on our knees and bow to anybody, except for twice a year yeah. during the High Holy Days on... Three times a year. Three times a year. Twice on Rosh Hashanah and then on Yom Kippur. Like, all day. Yeah. <laughs> and so that, and that's a big significant part where we actually get down on our knees and bow down in front of our God. So for me, <laughs> watching this, I'm like, oh man, I wouldn't have been cast because I can't, I can't bow. I'm not allowed to bow. <laughs> but you could have been the girl who forgot to bow. Yes, there's one girl, the girl at the front, the girl with the straw hat. Um, right at the end, like everybody's bowing and she's still up, and then she's like, oh no, and then she like you gotta see Maria Freeman like pushing her down. Um, the 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 cowmen are. Are very funny to me because um, they're just kind of like turning and they're like looking around um, and this is a cute part I like the callback to uh, to poor poor Joseph yeah uh, it doesn't really make sense thematically but whatever it worked uh, this is poor poor Pharaoh and we have our butler with his contractually obliged third sung line who is hot on dreams, could explain old Pharaoh's tale. And then Pharaoh said, we'll get this Joseph man. And then the butler gives him this look. <laughs> it, I don't know what he's supposed to be expressing there. What? I didn't notice what. Oh man, the, the butler sort of looks like scared and, 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 and worried. But he's not coming back. That's like, weird. Wh why is it, fo it focused in on his face? Right. Yeah. It's this weird little shot where he's like, oh, no. It's like, you suggested this. What, what do you mean? But I also like how the butler does a little clap, clap on the beat. Uh, and something that starts now and never stops is um, Pharaoh's insane amount of reverb on yes. his voice. It was 
um, it was noticeable. And you know what bothered me, and still does, is that he leans to the side, that's not his microphone, uh-huh. and if he had just switched it, it would have made sense, but it doesn't. Um, I also- I'm, like, very convinced they didn't do very many takes of this, and just no, very did not look not. back. Very clearly not. Uh, I also like the poor, poor pharaoh is so well done, it's so cheeky. Because in Poor Poor Joseph, it is sincere to an extent. It is like, oh, yeah. You are going through some shit. Like, sucks to be you. But then it's like, mm, poor, poor Pharaoh. Oh, you didn't sleep last Aww. night. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's very that. And then the chained up bound afraid is so dramatic. <laughs> but like. They're, they're selling it that way. You've got Donnie being dragged in. He does not want to be there. And he finally has chains on. Yes. And there's a close-up of the cows just going like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, they always look like they're about to fall over. <laughs> they do. They're like, oh, no. And like the, the, the top heaviness of the yeah. costume. Yeah. And then Donnie Osmond is, my service to Pharaoh has begun. Uh, and the butler, like, slowly removes Pharaoh's hat, and he, like, looks and, down. And he's got his quiff, because he's Elvis. Because he's, uh, yeah, if, in case you haven't figured it out, the next line, uh, after Joseph sings, Tell me your problems, mighty one. Pharaoh <laughs> takes his microphone, and he strikes a pose, and says, Pharaoh is in the building! So we know what's going on now. <laughs> Honestly, iconic. Pharaoh is in the building is so good. And do we want to talk about all the Elvis stuff now? Yeah, we can throw them all in now if you want. I think it's it's like supposed to be Elvis in his prime. Yeah. It's like 1950s. It's you've got all sorts of all sorts of little bits like the blue suede shoes that everybody is wearing. So what I like about this pharaoh is that it is more of a, an homage rather than a straight-up impersonation. Because <laughs> he's not wearing, like, a full Elvis suit. He has the quiff. He's not wearing any of, like, Elvis's iconic looks. He's just got the quiff and the blue suede shoes, which does... And, like, his, he has, like, this white, like, plastic, like, vest panel thing. Other than that, and his belt that says P on it, um, but like he's not in a full Elvis getup. He's not even doing an Elvis impression, really. He's not like her. Not not like an Elvis impersonator impression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's singing in the style of Elvis, in the same style as like Jailhouse Rock, Hound Dog. That era of Elvis. Yeah, and um, you've got all these boomba doomba doombas. It's so good. It's great. <laughs> um, and and, and the, the, the man who plays Pharaoh, I, I can't remember his name, um, he pulls the best faces. <laughs> his face is amazing. Like, he's so intense. He's so intense. He's so into it. And he sounds really good. He sounds incredible. Um, and he's just, you know, want, and he's talking about his dreams, about how he was wandering along the banks of the river. And you have the bop What this musical really does give us is a lot of iconic chorus parts. Mm. Like most shows, like you have the solos and like you might have like the harmonies that are iconic, but here you have the and the affair story affair like there are chorus parts that are really iconic that you yeah. can't sing the song without having somebody go bop she would bop she would it really has to be a group effort yeah yeah there are very few like legit solos and i love that i i love it i i think it's fun and, uh, it, and again it's a reminder this is for a class of kids to do yeah so everybody's Everyone's involved. Got a part. Yeah. And Maria Friedman's like off to the side, just like jamming along to the music, just having a good time. She at one point she like turns to Farrah and just goes like this little wave, like, hi. <laughs> it's so cute. I love the doomba 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 doomba. I I did as a child, I always thought, oh, 
it's a low voice, it must be the fat ones <laughs> singing. Because it's one voice, it's just one voice, yes, it it's is. not a chorus. So having that stereotype persist in a lot of media where it's like fat people have really deep low voices, then like, oh, it must be one of the fat people <laughs> doing the dumma dumma dumma. And then as, as Ferris explaining the dream that Joseph has somehow got to work out, you've got Donnie and Maria like at it, like looking at each other and she's she's just pulling an I do not know face. She's don't, not even pulling. She literally says, I don't know. <laughs> and like Donnie and Donnie's basically... like, oh my god. He's on the floor. He's sitting on the floor this whole time while people are dancing around him. He's just like, I, I give up, I guess. Yeah. I also, I like, uh, but I don't have a clue. Little, yeah, like, yeah. Ooh. Oh, that's so good. And so Elvisy without it being like too much. Um, and the little high five that the two guards are, don't you be cool Oh yeah, they, they keep doing high fives and stuff. You can see it. The choreography the is, is really interesting. Um, cause it starts off very stilted and like repetitive yeah, movements. they're doing like, it's almost like a robot. Yes, it's an Egyptian robot. Yeah. Uh, where I think it's like supposed to be emulating wall paintings and yeah. like the walk like an Egyptian type of style where it's just like very like s- repetitive like uh, angular angular motions yeah. uh and then like later on it loosens up and and starts getting a little bit more rock and roll and you've got the cows doing the voking the cows like voking. <laughs> they're just like flopping their arms around themselves it's so funny and then well the stream has got me all shook up a trimming ice tell yeah. me what it means and joseph has this little monologue which I could repeat word for word because it's a wonderful, mainly just for Pharaoh's expressions when he's like, but so Joseph asks Pharaoh, okay, so I've understood the bit about the corn. This makes me so annoyed. I know, <laughs> but I'm not so sure about the cows. And Pharaoh looks at him like, hmm. And he's like, well, could you just give it to me one more time? <laughs> Mr. Pharaoh man. <laughs> and again, and you've got the Pharaoh's in intense face and Donnie backs down. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> and then he's like, Okay, yeah. <laughs> and then he says, my favorite line, let me show you how we rock and roll in Egypt. But then he doesn't repeat the correct verse. No, he does not. He repeats the corn one. And I, I, to this day, do not understand if this is supposed to be a joke at Pharaoh's expense, that he's just stupid. Is it that Donny Osmond fucked up his line and they didn't, <laughs> redo it I, I i don't get it i don't understand is it supposed to be yeah oh oh no uh, d- d- pharaoh didn't understand and that's why um J- joseph has to go and look in the bible for the answers <laughs> anyway it clearly doesn't matter because then you've got joseph like it, he's just using it to buy time, basically. Yeah. So that he can go look it up. Yeah, it's great. So the narrator brings over the Bible and yeah. they're quickly flicking through and then they figure it out and they've still got time before the end of the song so they get involved with the dancing too. It's really cute. But before that moment, after Let Me Show You How We Rock and Roll in Egypt, Pharaoh gets up and like runs to the other side of the stage and does this like leap. <laughs> and while he's doing that, all the dancers are at the back of the stage. All still have their cow heads on. And Joseph in this is, in, is in center stage. And then the next cut, Joseph is surrounded by dancers and they've all taken off their cow heads and they're just wearing like these flat blue head piece thingies. Now, I have not pointed out any of the continuity <sighs> errors because I'm not CinemaSins and I don't think that's a very interesting thing to describe in an audio platform. It's also, you know... We know that we've watched this 5,000 times to, like, find all the little bits, and we know most people aren't watching it that way. Yeah, so I I haven't pointed anything out, but this really bugged me, because I I was trying to figure out where the costume change was. At what point did they remove their cow heads? They don't. There's just a cut, and they're there, and you can't try to emulate a stage show and not show the costume changes if they happen. Which is why we can't give them the benefit of the doubt for using the wrong verse. For anything! You can't <laughs> give them the benefit of the doubt for anything! <laughs> uh, at this point, this is when the uh, choreography becomes a lot more like rock and rolly, still with the angles and the, um, the shapes of trying to emulate 
uh, Egyptian wall paintings, but it's like with hopping back and forth and, and, and Joseph and the narrator like try to dance and eventually like Joseph just gives up and is like, nah, never mind. And then he's like wandering around the stage getting lost amongst the dancers and, and <laughs> Pharaoh does a sneak attack. <laughs> yeah, Pharaoh's like right out behind him. Well, Joseph is the punchline that's really gonna... <laughs> and it freaks him out. Yeah, and that, because he then starts screaming, this is gonna flip your lid. <laughs> Well, this dream has got me all stuck up dreaming. I was telling what it means. Uh, and there are two groups of women. And you've got the blue cheerleaders in the front. On either side. And, and they're, they're getting hysterical. And I had to have this explained to me as a child. Because I didn't understand, like, fan, like, crazy fan stuff. Hysteric. Like, I didn't understand it when I was five. <laughs> so I didn't understand why him going up to a group of women who... Uh, ostensibly adore him and saying hey would make them scream i'm kind of hip thrusting <laughs> kind of he fully <laughs> hip thrusts at them but i didn't get it because i'm like what to me screaming always meant something negative <laughs> don't like if you're because you're scared because you're sad like why would you be screaming out of happiness <laughs> and then he goes to the other group and also says hey and they all start screaming and they like they're like almost fainting and they've got to catch her. But they're all orgasming. Yeah. They've all just got an orgasm from the word hey. And, and I didn't thrust. I didn't get it. I did not understand it. And I think that says a lot about me because to this day, I simp for no one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I understood what was going on. I don't think I've ever been in a position where I felt the need to do anything like that. Yeah, I didn't even understand. And then in the hey, 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 Joseph, ba, 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 ba. Watch the background of the men's choreography, because the women are just, like, losing their minds everywhere. But the men are, like, shimmying to each other <laughs> and having a, like, also just getting down. Mm. But and everyone everyone falls down at the end. Yeah, everyone falls down. Close up on one of the blue women, like, turning around in circles, like, with an invisible hula hoop. And you get a, like, close up of her butt, which is very defined because she's wearing a skin-tight blue suit. And then there's this one woman who, Pharaoh is in center stage with his legs far apart facing the audience, and there's this one woman who just sl slides underneath him and just keeps, like, gyrating, like, on the floor under him. It's bizarre. Maria Freeman at some point has acquired a towel, which is slung around her neck. Yeah. And she is she also, like, dancing along, and then she removes her jacket and <laughs> slasso swings it in the air. I'm like, get it, Maria. This whole time, Joseph is at the back of the stage, <laughs> up the stairs next to the Sphinx face, doing his best little thinking face. It's so good, mm. with like a thing, index finger, and he's got his arm <laughs> resting on the other arm. Mm. It's it's great, it's classic. It's <laughs> We know exactly what's going on there. <laughs> yeah, and we end with, oh yeah, the horn's going, it's so good. Yeah, I love I love this scene. There's this is another one of the you need to see it for yourself because there's so much going on all the time. <laughs> uh and I, I like it. I it's stupid, uh, but I like it. Oh, it's and it's possibly the strongest because it was always meant to be there. Yeah. <laughs> As we will soon find out. <laughs> right. So this being another one. Of the original, original, original songs. We have a lot of ground to cover, including a surprise at the end. So we start off in um, 1969, and up until the Broadway version, the lyric was, Meanwhile in his bed, not guess what. <laughs> Meanwhile in his bed, and it's very fast. This version is under three minutes, and I'm happy about it. It's like, meanwhile, in his bed, Pharaoh had it an easy night. Um, Chained and Bound is not the drama fest yeah. that it becomes later on. It's I feel like, like it gets more and more dramatic each version. It does. It really does. Uh, and um, in all of the versions until the 91 version... The beginning of the Elvis part, after my service to Pharaoh has begun, tell me your problems, mighty one. It's like a... Like, it's a slowly, like, creeping in the guitar. 
uh, and like it's like the surfer kind of guitar, like do do do. It just it slowly creeps in, uh, and it, in this version and in the next version, on top of the bapshi bariwa bap and the duma dumas, we also have oh, yeah, there's also um, 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 oh, um, oh, um. It's really funny. What makes this version incredibly special? Needs to be saved forever. Is that Tim Rice is the one who's singing Pharaoh's parts? <laughs> because, and we've mentioned this before, <laughs> Tim Rice has an Elvis kink. He really does. And he wrote this so that he could be Elvis. He really did. Like, it, it's Tim Rice. And, like, he sounds fine. He's a surprisingly good singer. But why? Why? <laughs> Like, it's fine that he wants to be the pharaoh part. Why Why was it Elvis? This is like Lin-Manuel Miranda okay. casting himself as Hamilton. Okay. It's like, this is my baby, of course I'm going to cast myself in it and make it good for me. <laughs> uh, and he gave himself a bit part where he gets to be Elvis. Um, uh, unfortunately, we don't have the visuals. No, oh, oh my god, can you imagine? Uh, oh, I hope they're photos there must be photos somewhere um here i think is when i'm gonna bring up when we were talking about potiphar's song we talked about um how the interpretation of the 20s had changed over the years of these productions and i find this interesting is our interpretations of elvis yeah a real man who was alive when this was being written and performed he died in 77. He was alive for these first three versions that I'm talking about. And so he was doing the shows where he was Fat Elvis. Yeah. So the version that they're emulating in all of the fir- earlier editions is Fat Elvis with the white jumpsuit and the bad hair. Bad hair and the slurring of the word. And the blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Very much jowl. Jowl focused Elvis is, is where they're at. Which, which he kind of does at the end. with not quite sure what he was saying. No, at the there's... At the end of this version, there's... I just wrote Elvis gibberish. <laughs> because I cannot, for the life of me, make out what he's saying. It's just Tim Rice doing his Elvis impression. Uh, this version only has the first verse. It only has the cows. Yeah. And then it goes, I say, Pharaoh, what was that again? <laughs> and then he just does the, hey, 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 Joseph. What'd you tell Pharaoh? Which it does, it's like that in every version where um, Joseph asks, can you do it again? I am so grateful <laughs> that the recorded versions do not have the repetition. I suspect that every stage version did have it because every version that we have that we can visually see, there is a repetition, whether it's the whole song again, or one verse again, or, or the incorrect verse again. Yeah, it happens. So I assume that it happens. They just didn't record it and put it on the album. And to that I say, good, correct, very right. Thank you. Thank you for doing this. <laughs> they had you in mind. They did. They knew. They knew that, no, it's just, it makes sense. Like, you will, you don't want to listen to that. People would just nope. skip the song on the album if it yeah. repeated twice like it does uh, it's only fun when you're like you've got all the dancing going on and yeah because that's when it evolves the dancing is what helps it evolve um 1972 you know what i think i would like to start with you okay explaining what goes on all right yeah so this is this is the vision they had originally for it so you've got You've got the opening scene, which I mentioned, where they've got all their hands in front of the camera, and it's a. Uh, do you want to try to do the the noise? Yeah, it's like a marimba, I think. <laughs> and then, yeah, why not throw in something else like that? And then you've got the the uh, the narrator doing his. Meanwhile, in his bed, Elvis is in bed with all the women. <laughs> And he doesn't look like he's having a fun time. No, he looks the, so bored. The whole song. <laughs> um, and you've got um, the narrator. The narrator's up on a shelf somewhere. <laughs> That's what it looks like. Yeah. 
um, and all the other all the other like people who play the brothers and stuff, they're doing their little dances. Potiphar's there. Yeah. Dressed as Potiphar. He is. I didn't notice that. Potiphar's wife isn't represented, but he is there. <laughs> don't know. Him and Joseph don't have a moment, so I, I don't know how they leave it. <laughs> Plenty of time for a costume change, so I got nothing. <laughs> and yeah, um, instead, instead of saying uh, um, the butler is going, instead of having the butler, which is part of the story, part of the biblical story, <laughs> and part of the stage production afterwards, it, they say, then some lively lad, <laughs> just some random guy is like, oh yeah, there's this kid in jail who yeah. can help you out with your dreams. <laughs> um, and it's the guy who plays the butler who does it. Yeah. So, But they, just... but they don't reference it and he's no. not wearing his dicky, so you, you can't tell. No. He just goes off and helps the narrator along with the guy in the pink tunic. Mm-hmm. And they're all doing this little weird dance around the bottom where they kick their legs out and turn around. Not quite all in time. <laughs> I love this scene. But you've got... Uh, so Pharaoh's going to explain his dream. So he gets up on the bed like it's a little stage. Well, you, need to, you need to show Joseph going out of the prison. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you've got... Um, so he's being called from prison. He's, he's still in the naughty corner. He's in the naughty corner. And they they put someone points at Joseph and he's like, Who me? Yeah. I've been picked. I've been chosen. Yes. I mean he doesn't say it, but that is what his face is saying. Mm-hmm. It's quite cute. It's a bit adorable. It is. It's it's one of the few times where Gary Bond um like stops being stoic. <laughs> Yeah. It goes right back into it, but, like, in this moment, he's like, well, me? And they like, one guy has his arm as the door. Yeah, of And course. then he opens Classic. it, and then he walks in. Um, and then and then the guy's, like, kind of shooing him back so he doesn't get too close to the king. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Pharaoh does his slurry, drunk, drug, Elvis impression. Yeah, and- this is a, like, upsettingly good Elvis impersonation. Yeah. So I, I looked it up. The guy's name is Gordon Waller. He was like a pop singer in some little band in the UK. But he also, when I looked up Gordon Waller Elvis, the first thing that came up was a quote from him about how he was really influenced by Elvis. Mm-hmm. So this is someone who followed Elvis's career. Yeah. And I guess I, I, I would assume that playing... <laughs> A version of him was probably really fun for him. Yeah. Uh, but he's sweaty. <laughs> yes. He looks really drunk <laughs> and out of it. <sighs> he looks miserable. He's wearing... He's not even, like, wearing a slightly, like, Egyptified. No. No, it's just Elvis. They've just gone to the shop and bought... Um, the costume shop and bought an Elvis costume. Yeah. And it's like falling off him and he's not having a good time of it with this dream. And I don't know whether that's the actor or like being miserable and sweaty or whether he's just a really good actor. I think this is on purpose. I would hope so because if so, like that's impressive. Um, And everyone's bopping in the background apart from the women. The, the women who are on the bed are now doing a little... Background. They're doing singing. a bop, chihuahua, up, up. They all have but they, massive afros. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> these awful black afros and these slinky dresses, and they're not into it. Everyone else is. The men who are doing the ohm. It's three guys around one microphone, and every ohm they just scoop down. They dive down like birds to like a piece of bread. They, they just go ohm. And, and they back. look like oh. they're gonna headbutt each other because they're it's getting too so close. aggressive. <laughs> and all the kids, the kids choirs in the background, just hopping up and down. Yeah, and they've just been told just dance along to the music. They're having a great time. <laughs> and then he, uh, Elvis finishes his bit, and then Joseph comes up, and he's very posh with it. He's yeah. like, I say. <laughs> say pharaoh what was that again <laughs> and it's not like donnie where he needs a minute to try to figure it out he's just wants to watch it again yeah he was having a good time and pharaoh gets him to sit down at the bottom of the bed and and 
he's enjoying himself. And he does the cow verse again. Yes. He does the cow verse and then he skips to the end with a slight lyrics change. Instead of, uh, won't you tell old Pharaoh, it's, it's now or never. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, and yeah, that's it. That, that's it's it. really fun. It's amazing. <laughs> Anything in this production is incredible because like you have all the really mismatched outfits of everybody <laughs> and like the brothers in the chorus, like who are just trying so hard to keep up. It's, it's wonderful, truly. Um, 1973, we still have the Doot Doot opening. Uh, and this is when I started noticing uh, a trend that every time um, there's the butler's line or the, uh, what was it? The vibrant <laughs> lad? What was he called? A lively lad. A lively lad. It's awful. It's <laughs> terrible the way this man says his lines every single time in a different way. It's like, I know a bloke in jail. It's hard <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird and every version has it and it's always awful <laughs> and so you know what i respect alex jennings is that his name yeah i respect alex jennings choosing just to speak it because the bar was so low and honestly he did it perfectly uh this is when chained and bound starts becoming a little bit more dramatic and slow um, and in this version, the, the part that, and now you know that kings ain't stupid, there are harmonies that people who are singing with him yeah. and harmonizing with him. Other than that, we still have the, I say Pharaoh, what was that again? Hey, 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 <laughs> Joseph. Uh, in the Broadway version in 1982, that's when we get his butler. His butler still sounds like ass. <laughs> uh, in general, the Broadway version has a lot of weird perspective and like singing person changes. Yeah. So here it's the narrator who says, Pharaoh said, Well, Fetus Joseph, let man. I need, like she sings it as if she's him. And it's like, I, uh, why? <laughs> why? They did it so well in every other version. Why did you have to change it here? Here, the poor, poor Pharaoh, what you gonna do? Isn't sung by the narrator, it's only sung by the chorus. So again, just. They just changed things up yeah. for Broadway and then changed them back <laughs> because it, <laughs> it was, didn't work. It was pointless. Like it's not only that; it's not like it's worse. It's just pointless. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, Jane Dunn bound a friend alone is the narrator, and she also does it in her own way, as she did like in the Potiphar scene. Rather than belting it at the top, she just like changes the melody a little bit. Yeah, like I get it, but it's. <laughs> It's not Maria. It's no, no, definitely not. Here's one thing that doesn't happen in any other version. Joseph's line, my service to Pharaoh. Here, this man sings it an octave up. My service to Pharaoh has begun. None of the other Josephs do that. They all do it an octave yeah. the, in the lower octave. Yeah, it was very high. <sighs> yeah, and except... and. In the movie, Donny Osmond goes, Mighty One. But in his version in Canada, he just does it down. And I'm like, Donny, <laughs> not opting up? Are you okay? Are you feeling ill? <laughs> um, <laughs> this is really funny. Now you know that kings ain't stupid. Stupid. But I don't have a clue. Stupid. <laughs> got to be cruel. Joseph. Joseph. <laughs> question whether or not pharaoh is supposed to be played as an idiot <laughs> because if so then they're not doing a very good job of making that obvious he just seems like elvis and elvis wasn't stupid he was just high off his mind <laughs> um and here right after the help me i beg of you there's just an instrumental part with elvis gibberish again could not make out what he was saying <laughs> And then we go into the second verse about the chord. And here there isn't uh, one more time. It just goes, me, no, yeah. And then it's over. Whether or not it was repeated in the show, we will never know. 1991. We have our ba, 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 
Chained and Bound has finally reached its overdramatic, ridiculous, like, oh my god, part. And here is when we have the version, as in the film, where there isn't the slow guitar fading in. It's just the da-da-da-da-da, like, hard cut. And El Elvis says, okay, Joseph, let me show you how we rock and roll in Egypt, sugar. <laughs> here we go. And uh, this is not a very good Elvis. Uh, this is not a good Elvis at all, actually. I think it's a very bad Elvis. It's not good as Elvis. The actor performing is British, very clearly, and struggling with an American accent. And when... and then you've got Jason Donovan. Oh, yeah! But he... What, what does he say? In a moment, in a moment. Uh, there's... When he's describing the chord, when Asa Seven... Beautiful ears of corn, ah uh ha -huh ha. They were beautiful, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> and here there's a really big pause. There's like the hey, hey. Hey, 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 Joseph. Like, like too long a pause. Yeah. Like, did it stop? Yeah. Did I accidentally pause it? Yeah, that's what it is. And also, what does this crazy, crazy, crazy? And then at the end you have Jason's accent. Could you just give it me again? <laughs> again, again. <laughs> Sorry, Australia. It's it's just so prominent. When we reach the Canadian version, I just wrote Butler conclusion, they all suck. <laughs> because they do. They are all very bad. And here when we fade into the uh, the song for the king, it's welcome to Egypt there, Joseph. <laughs> Another really bad Elvis. Really bad. Awful. Because he's Canadian, and as we've established, the Canadians doing the British interpretation of an American thing is really bad. They're always just off the mark, and it's very upsetting. Uh, and here we get the full version of Joseph's monologue in the middle. Well, I haven't understood the bit about the corn, but I'm not quite sure about the cows. Could you just give it for me one more time, Mr. Farrell Man, please? We don't have Let Me Show You How We Rock and Roll in Egypt in this version. At least, and, and then we, we just cut right to Hey, 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 Joseph. As I said, I assume that in the stage version, they do it. Yeah. They just spared us. And now... We've got a surprise. We've got a surprise. <laughs> As I mentioned way, way back, many centuries ago, that there was a version in Israel that I went to see as a child when I was around 9 or 10 in Tathon Habima, the biggest theater in Israel, the biggest, like, highest profile. And it, it was in Hebrew, it was translated by Ehud Manol, who is a very famous um, Hebrew translator and lyricist, so the lyric translation was impeccable. And there is a full clip of Pharaoh's song on YouTube, so we got to watch it. Musically speaking, uh, it's similar to the other versions. Uh, but right at the beginning, Pharaoh just goes like, huh! <laughs> uh, the butler still fucking sucks. He's awful. He is dressed like a butler, though. He is, but he's like, nah, 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 nah. Yeah, for sure. But he has like a, like a little jacket and a white shirt on. And yeah. It, and he feels like he's supposed to be a butler. Yeah, even though in the translation they just say, his servant. Yeah. But I mean, what can you do with a translation? Um, and I will, I will hand it off to Abigail in just a moment because she took, she took notes on the visuals. Yeah. Uh, I will just say on my part, the choreography is really awful. The entire first half of the song, nobody moves. It's like the same style as in the movie of like, you know, just short, like robot movements, but it does not work on stage because everybody, you're seeing everything all the time. It's not like the camera's moving. So you see different things. And nobody moves <laughs> the entire first half of the song. And then in the second half of the song, there's a bit of a costume change, and then the choreography gets going. Uh, and the man who plays uh, Pharaoh, Nikki Goldstein, who uh, is a pretty well-known Israeli um, actor, singer, and stand-up comedian, the man can sing. <laughs> Yeah, and he's and he's very much doing the Elvis thing. Uh, he's there. He's got 
like an Elvis suit on, but he's got he's got these uh, shoulder pads. Yeah. And he's also he's got like the Egyptian skirt thing going on at the front. And his microphone is a snake. <laughs> and he's got sunglasses on and he comes in on a motorbike. Yes. <laughs> I could not for the life of me remember anything about this production except for the fact that Pharaoh came in on a motorbike and I thought it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen ever. Uh, and the so you you don't have people with the cow heads this time I don't think no but it was you know similar sort of theme so you've got people with jackal heads and you've got people kind of dressed up as as birds yeah like the birds where they have the outstretched wings yeah and they were like moving their arms like in and out to create shapes and flow and we also have a bit of nudity here but the way they do (laughs) I think it's so like these women are wearing, like, these blue shirts that have, like, a cutout over the chest that I believe there's just another piece of fabric there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then two, like, small, round metal cones over their breasts. But they're very small, so it makes them they're, look like... They're too small to be, like, breasts, breasts, but they're too big to be just the nipples. So it makes them look like they are have either teeny tiny itty-bitty titties... Or, or really big nipples, massive like, nipples. like huge nipples. And I understand wanting to like keep the costume design from the original, but not being able to have them just be fully naked on the stage <laughs> as they are in the film. But this was a weird middle ground that I don't like very much. Yeah, they're, they're more dressed up like cheerleaders in this. They're yeah. definitely influenced by the by, by the, the blue film. blue cheerleaders. But um, they don't have pom-poms. Yeah, but they have, like, the little pleated skirts, and they've got, like, baseball caps on. Yeah, there's, so there's a costume change in the second half for them to be able to dance properly. Yeah. And they put on these blue Katy Perry wigs <laughs> and ba- golden baseball caps, and that's when the choreography really gets going. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mo- so... <laughs> Mickey Goldstein is just hamming it up. So oh, yeah. we reach the we reach we finish the song. It's over. He walks over to the front of the stage. Oh, you had you had Joseph sat at the sat in front of him like cross legged, like he's waiting for story time it's, in the library or something. So it's really adorable. Um, I don't think the narrator's even on stage. I think she left. Uh, to be fair, the the woman who plays her, Miri um, Masika, was pregnant during the production, so like, go sit down. Uh, so he like walks up to the front of the stage, and like speaks to. He's singing in Hebrew in like an Israeli accent, which is impressive that he's able to do an Elvis impersonation impersonation while singing in Hebrew. Yeah, but then he walks up to the stage, is like, uh, Joseph, Joseph, Joseph. Atamukrachla Zorli. Like, you have to help me. In, like, a fake American accent in Hebrew. And then he switches to English. You've got to help me, Joseph. (laughs) And then he's just throwing out little Elvis quips. He's, like, doing Love Me Tender. Yeah. He's just, like... And then they also, like, in the film, they have him, they have him, like, um... Goes crazy fans behind him. But when he's singing Love Me Tender, two of the bird ladies come around <laughs> Joseph and like cover him up. <laughs> it's like, what? what? And then he just keeps singing, and then one of the other women faints. <laughs> yeah. And everybody laughs, including Joseph. <laughs> and then everybody stops laughing, and Joseph is still laughing, and he looks at him. <laughs> it's really funny. So then everybody leaves. Then they've. they've They've pushed them all back. They've got the guys pushing back the girls because they're yeah. like pushing forward to be like, ah, it's Elvis. Yeah, so they're kind of all thing. pushed off. <laughs> and then Joseph, and it's quiet. There's no music this whole time. There's nothing. And Joseph goes up and he's like, okay, so I understood. I understood the bit about the the, the corn, but I'm not quite sure about the cow. Sorry, I think he says it the other way around. No, 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 that is correct. That is correct. And they got it correct. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, they just do the whole thing, the whole thing again. So he's like, "You want? You need it again? Okay, let's go, everybody. Let's do it one more time." And when he says one more time, he doesn't just mean the cow verse. He doesn't mean just the corn verse. He means the whole song. <laughs> they just do it twice. They just do the whole thing. <laughs> twice 
And this is where we have the more upbeat choreography. This is where like things are a bit more interesting, but the whole thing, the whole thing twice. I think again, it's like, we got to make this longer. We got to find some way to make it so that people get their money's worth. But they already gave Pharaoh another song at the end of this. Spoilers, I guess, because we're not going to cover it. At the end of the whole Pharaoh sequence after Stone the Crows, there's a song that Pharaoh sings that, from what I can remember, I'll have to watch it again, is about like how he's upset that he's no longer the most popular or something. <laughs> like, and then he rides off the, with the motorcycle with with the narrator on the motorcycle. Like, it, <laughs> why would you need to pad it to the point where you have to do the whole thing twice? It's so unnecessary. Even though like Nikki Goldstein sounds so good like at the final note of each part uh he goes like yeah like he riffs yeah. all the way down and it's it's great everybody's having a wonderful time i think i think that's it they it were like oh we can do it for forever <laughs> well it goes on forever on your little screen it's eight minutes long yeah but if you're there at the show it's like oh yay we get to see it again and it's bigger and better this time it's eight minutes long right i mean you didn't really remember that particular bit being super long no i just remember the motorcycle exactly so i'm sure it was fine yeah <laughs> and then in the in the in the ultimate version in the 99 version I actually prefer the fact that it's more of an Elvis homage rather than a direct impression because I think I mean we already had an incredibly dated scene right before this with Go 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 Joseph so I think doing a very specific and dated Elvis impersonation would have just been really boring yeah. and I think the fact that they let the actor who played Pharaoh in the film sing in his own way that isn't necessarily just a direct Elvis imp impersonation and you still get that he's Elvis. You still understand it. And he, because he's not trying to do an Elvis impression, or at least not as strong, then he doesn't fail like the other two guys <laughs> in the 90s. Yeah, it's also, it's it's a little less sad. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's just fun. Yeah, because it's Elvis when he was young. It's 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 hound dog Elvis, yeah. as I said before. It's, it's jailhouse rock Elvis. So it's a lot funner and... Like in most of the songs so far, the best version is the one that's in the film. Um, I was thinking maybe like, oh, should I do a ranking system? At no, there's no, no point. Every version, it's just the film version is the best because it's the one that has Maria Friedman in it and nothing can ever beat her. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, so next week, we will be doing the second half of the Pharaoh sequence, which is pharaoh's dreams explained and, and stone the, the crows. crows and then we only have like what four more songs left yeah, after something that? Like that i mean that you kind of have to squish some of them together because they're just not real songs yeah so we have like two real songs left <laughs> uh and then there's and then that's it yeah oh wow well okay, we're wrapping it up yeah that's good uh, okay All so right. we'll see you next time bye, bye.